0: And we have been talking about this. Uh, well, how do I describe this? It's an issue of property rights, but it's also an issue of public attitude about you know protecting ourselves from the bad guys out there. And the fact that over the last number of years, we, we, you and me, my friends, have allowed the people who run our society to uh, to soften up the whole approach to crime. Now, I'm not saying that we bring the hammer down on every criminal out there, but I'm saying that we need to rethink some of our fundamental assumptions, one of them, one of which is that the property really doesn't matter, you know, well, it's only a birdhouse, as we're talking about Bob Martin, it's only a bicycle, it's only a car, it's only, no, that's not the point. The point is that if it doesn't belong to you, it doesn't belong to you, and it doesn't make any difference whether, as I said, it's a birdhouse or a brand new Cadillac car. If it isn't yours, it isn't yours. And you ought to stay away from it. And society ought to have some penalties in place for people who can't see that. Normally, this time of the week, uh, left, right, and center is uh, our feature. And today, uh, Bob Metz is with us. Josh uh, Summers out of town. But Bob dropped by and has been listening uh, intently to the conversation. Morning, he, Jim. He, he's going to uh, participate in it with us. And we've got a bunch of people waiting, so we're going to go straight back to the phones where Dave is up next. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you
1: doing? Good, thanks. Um, I, my opinion is... We, we really, it depends on how far we want to go as a society to control us? Yeah. Like, do we want, we could go to the extreme of, you know, having a curfew. Anybody under 18 years old, you're after 10, boom, you're yeah. in jail. Yeah,
0: How far uh, do you want to go? Know. Sorry, go ahead. How far do you want to go, David? How far well, do you think we should go?
1: personally, uh, I, I would not mind seeing my taxes go up by 5 or 10 percent if I'm going to have an extra 100 cops out on there, uh, out on the street at night patrolling. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't mind paying more for that because we're at the point now where if we want something, we're going to have to pay more in taxes. There's nowhere else really to cut. You know, and if if we do cut somewhere else, we're going to pay for it by an admission fee. Mm-hmm. So we're at the point now where I think as a Isn't city, we have to ask ourselves, be? okay, what do we want? If we want better protection for property rights, that means uh, more police, which means more taxes and, you know, let's put up the money, have it directed specifically for that task, and then, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm in an area where, about two weeks ago, in the Pond Mills area, where um, a number of uh, glass bus shelters were all blown out, and it was all in a straight pattern along Commissioner's Road, down Pond Mills, on yeah. the Southdale, yeah. all the way across to Wellington, and it was, you know, somebody must have seen something somewhere. Yeah. But there must have been 15 bus shelters smashed to bits. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't read anything about it. And that kind of shocked and offended me a little bit. And I agree. I think it's time we, we start putting some money in to s- specific solutions to problems like this.
0: David, thank you for your call today. You drive carefully out there. As I mentioned, Bob Metz is with us today. Robert, uh, you, you had a comment there for David to kind yeah, of us in the show. I'm
2: concerned that he would say that he would be willing to pay more taxes if he could get police service. Well, you're not getting the police service you're paying your taxes for now. Uh, um, taxes are a form of the very theft to which we should be objecting to. And, and you know, you, you keep saying, Jim, that we don't, as a society, give a hoot about this. You're right. As a society, there is no such animal. Only individuals can care about things. And the irony of it is. That in order for an individual to take control and do something about anything, he has to have private property rights. And therefore, anything that has been removed from the private property rights sphere is inaccessible to the average person. So it doesn't matter how you feel about it, what you think about it, if it's in the, quote, public government realm of things, you can't do a thing about it. You're one voice of millions, and those millions just aren't going to get up and and do too much. Well,
0: isn't that the whole point, though? I mean, those millions have changed policy. Policy has changed over the years in this country. Public attitudes have changed.
2: Yes, and it's gone away from the concept of private property.
0: Well, maybe it's time to move it back.
2: For the very reason that government is in the business of distributing our property back and forth to each other. Um... You know, like more than half of the average Canadian's income is distributed in taxes. That's your private property being taken from you and given to other people who didn't earn it.
0: So we shouldn't be so, surprised then that, that absolutely the, not the result is that that uh, the rest of our property isn't being respected.
2: Exactly, and I think it's part of the same philosophy, the same policy. You know, motivation can only be remember. Property rights are the enabling. Right. Without that, no other right is possible. You don't have free speech unless you have a right to the property that you're talking through, this radio station. You don't have a right to, to to anything unless you have property that you can enable that right through. A true right pertains to action. A phony right pertains to things.
0: Okay, let's go back to phones where Sandy's waiting. Hi, Sandy.
3: Hi, Jim. Um, you're saying that society that's us has to do something. Well, I have an example of where the courts are really are responsible for part of this as well.
0: Yeah, but, I, okay, I, I, okay. wa- I want to hear your example, but before I say that, yeah. before you hear it, I want to say that the courts ultimately, and Bob may disagree with you, yeah. the courts ultimately are us.
3: Yes, they are. However, we had, we had young offenders living on our street, and on a second offense, the mom went to court and refused to give bail okay the judge says is there abuse in the family not looking at the kid saying why are you continuing to do this yeah okay so yeah. his mom says he's going to run again i cannot afford to put up bail have him run away
0: mm-hmm.
3: so somebody from his school who was older uh put up the bail for the kid because obviously he belonged to a gang because his, his mode was uh break and enter so they he put him into open custody within days he was gone yeah. and he stayed and visited it was really cute he or he was really cute about it because he spent his time at the local mall you could see him there we yeah. call the police that yeah. he's gone uh when it got cold like the cold weather october november then he allowed himself to be caught in front of the police station mm. so i mean the lawyers keep on putting things off every time you turn around i know the lawyer's jobs are to protect their client and do the best for their clients. So they keep on delaying things constantly. Why can't they make it a speedy trial so the kid gets speedy retribution? Most of these kids, that's what they need, is speedy retru- uh, retribution instead of sitting there saying, oh, well, I can put it off, put it off, put it off. And they spend a lifetime thinking, I can put it off and it will go away.
0: Thanks for the call, Sandy. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sandy makes some more good points. Dave's up next. Hello, David. Good
3: morning, Jim. <coughs>
4: uh, we had an incident in uh, Delaware. You know, my son... And uh, we had an incident with people throwing eggs at cars. So last night he was at uh, in Byron, stopped for a coffee at Tim, Tim Hortons there, and there was an officer in there who was the patrol guy on his way out there. And Aaron said, why don't you follow me when we go out there, because they were talking about the Caprice and some other stuff. And he said, when we get to Delaware, he said, uh, we just go into town and watch what happens. Drove out there, and sure enough, the tosser was there again but they had already arranged with the policeman that he'd drive around the block and park across this little walkway that they run through to get away. Mm-hmm. Policemen put the lights on and pulled the cruiser over and went off on a foot pursuit. The guy cut into the alleyway and unfortunately ran headlong into a 250-pound guy that just happened to be standing there. They arrested the kid, put him in the cruiser, and uh, I, Aaron... Had a great deal of satisfaction from this, but you know this. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, you throw eggs at a car, they should make you come to the guy's house on this. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, you throw eggs at a car, they should make you come to the guy's house on Saturday, wash the car inside and out, and wax it. And the time you threw the egg would seem very insignificant for the kick you got out of that compared to the whole Saturday you spent doing the guy's car from front to back. Yeah, good point. Restitution. If you steal something and it's damaged or it's or it's you sell it for drugs or something that you you buy the guy a new one. Because the insurance companies go nuts now about this stuff. Yeah. And the premiums go up. Yep. You know, it's another thing we haven't you haven't even touched on when people steal stuff and all the rest. So restitution, the number one deterrent to doing this. No exceptions, you make restitution.
0: Thanks for the call, David. Bob, I want to ask you about that and fitting into the, into the, the larger picture, mm-hmm. the philosophical fi- picture. How important is restitution?
2: Oh, I think it's very important. I think it, 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 it culminates in what most people would regard as justice. If I've been injured in some way, even if it's just financial or property-wise, I don't feel... Uh, that justice has been served if the other person, which is by the way, has happened to me, like I was assaulted once and had a s- small robbery take place, mm-hmm. went to court. The person was put through the court system, declared guilty, fined fifty bucks. What did I get out of that? I lost another day's work. Yeah. I lost what I originally had. They told me if I want my property back, oh i got to get a lawyer, get a civil go into civil court. The, rec- the criminal justice system, even though it acknowledges the evidence of criminality. Doesn't act upon it unless you take action. I never, I never understood that. So I just, who needs it, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, unless somebody steals an awful lot of money from you, it's not worth going into the court court system because it will cost you more <laughs> to go after it than. So the than courts,
0: and that's in that level, the courts aren't protecting us as well, individuals. Oh,
2: absolutely not. No, and in many ways, I guess might be unrealistic to expect them to.
0: Let's go back to the lines where Dave's waiting. Hi, Dave.
2: I think uh, obviously
5: everybody looks to the law. I think maybe we have to start looking at ourselves and. Uh, Changing the law, certainly, to maybe harsher penalties or certainly more uh, restitution, certainly, and ways to actually viably collect it or get it done would be good. But prevention and accountability at home. I live in a good you know, area of town, but as a, as a parent, and I look around at some of the kids that are not being very well-parented. Yeah. And uh, before it gets to the criminal justice system, it's the parents themselves having to, to deal with their kids one-on-one and face up to the real problems that some of these kids have. I mean, all the crimes in the city are not committed by kids that are with derelict moms with no father influence and with low income mm-hmm. if we could just address the kids that come from good families but the parents themselves need to address it, it would free up the time for the police certainly to pursue those kids that are going to be get you know bad regardless of whatever but unfortunately we live in a timeout generation and i've often wondered this is this is this the fruition of the timeout generation which is you really can't touch me
6: mm-hmm.
5: in every shape manner and form be it at home be it at school. I was telling my kids about how my older brother was strapped for throwing snowballs at a bus. She was appalled. Yeah. Never heard such a thing. Yeah. But he never did it again. Yeah. I did, but, <laughs> but you know, he did. But, you know, the other problem is is that with, when it comes to breaking into people's property, it seems to be that if there's no violence, there is no crime. When we heard about road rage and people shooting at one another, headlines and people were all over that. But if somebody breaks into your house, Jim, and steals your computer, as long as you're not there, there seems to be no... No, no pursuit by the police on this whatsoever. So therefore, I wonder how can the police even know? Is there actually an organized gang of car thieves and and home, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. burglars? How do they even know when they don't even pursue it? So they're so far behind the the eight ball on that one. You know, we hear about the I've heard about gangs out in Marconi Boulevard, but I know that there's break-ins in North London, South London, West London. Is that organized or not? The police are 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 so swamped they can't even get started, and they don't even know what they're doing the other problem comes is that there's no media coverage for this uh, I mean, I heard about the marijuana uh, recent uh, getting. I mean, I'll be honest with you, that doesn't affect me. But as the previous caller mentioned, uh, this might be the only thing that's going to get everybody up in arms is because our insurance rates are going up across the board yes. for all these crimes. Yeah. It might finally be because, as you said, if if the house in East is broken into, well, I don't live there, that's not my problem. Yeah. But my insurance rates are going up because yeah. of that house being broken into in East London, North London, South London, West London. Maybe that will finally mobilize the troops. To finally say, we have to do something about this in order that it, because it is now finally affecting us. Exactly. But but we are very laissez-faire when it comes to this type of thing. And then, of course, then you get a a builder like Sifton that says, well, you can't count on the police, so I'll build you a gated community. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it becomes a marketing, so for people our line quality, it becomes in. someone else's marketing ploy.
0: Yeah, people line up to get in. Dave, thanks for the Thank call. You. Bob Metz is with us today on uh, Left, Right, and Center, which has sort of expanded to, all. Uh, well, That's always, the lines are always available to you. We've got lots of people calling today. We'll be back in a moment to take your calls at 643-1290. Please do stay with us. Yeah, it's left, right, and center. Bob Metz is with us. Jeff Slummer's away today, but we've been uh, engaged on the telephones, and let's keep going because John's up next. Hi, John.
7: Hi. How are you today? Good, thank you. Good. Um, I, d- I just find it interesting that uh, you know we don't have the money for more cops, but as a guy a couple time a couple callers ago said, it, his daughter's been to court seven or eight times for uh, a trivial matter, according to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that cost to prosecute? By the time it's all said and done, it probably 50000 a mm-hmm. cop's salary. Yeah. And when you get up to a stabbing, there's a dozen investigators and coroners, and if the guy does time, uh, that could end up to be a million dollars by the time he serves his time. I mean, if they took that money and hired 20 or 30 more cops, wouldn't it in the long run save money? Because they could arrest more people? Okay. I mean, I, sure. I just think it would be cost-effective.
0: Again, it comes down to priorities, doesn't it? Setting the priorities, and that's where our leaders are supposed to be doing that. Uh,
7: and, and the other thing I find interesting, I live uh, a block from Dundas in Englishwood, is considered not to be a good neighborhood. Um, I never have any problems with break-ins, with anything stolen, and it's probably because there's a high visibility of cops around there. And I find that interesting because my parents live in a nice neighborhood uh, like yourself, have had two flags stolen off their porch. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think it's because I live in a... a there's a lot of cops around my yeah. place.
0: Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of the people observing what's going on.
7: Yeah.
0: John, thanks for your call. Okay. Phil's up. Hi, Phil. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks.
6: Um, I've been listening to the radio, and maybe I've missed some of it, but uh, I hear everybody saying about the cops not doing their jobs. Uh, I know quite a few police officers... And their hands are tied with the uh, Young Offenders Act and uh, the court just brushing off what they call uh, minuscule crimes, like stealing somebody's stereo. Yep. Um, maybe the big problem is not, uh, not be slapping the cops so hard, but look at the, the end result. Well, that's <laughs> it. No, you're,
0: you're quite right. And you have missed a, a, a part of the show, because we've definitely talked about that, Phil. That this, is, this is not an issue about the cops, as far as I'm concerned. This is not an issue about the cops. This is an no. issue about our values as a society
6: well the citizens need to look in the mirror and see uh just look in the mirror and say to themselves was i the one that said young offenders act that nobody under the age of 18 can be tried for this that and the other thing because i know for a fact that there's uh kids being used by adults to steal things because they know that they're not going to get anything Yeah. yeah and it's hard to get back to the adult because the kids are well trained on not to say anything and you know Maybe we should take a look at the Young Young Offenders Act and throw that out the door, and then maybe some of the kids will say, hey, whoa, I'm going to go to jail. I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, makes sense to me. Thanks, Phil. All right. Good to talk with you. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, But, uh, do, Bob, it does come back again to sort of our fundamental assumptions, doesn't well, it?
2: Well, yeah, Phil, Phil made an interesting statement. He referred to it like a minuscule crime, like stealing a stereo. Um, I don't think there is such a thing but as a minuscule crime. But he
0: was making the point that and that's and how the courts look at it. R- right. Yeah.
2: And that's exactly, and that's what I'm thinking is where the problem is. You remember the broken window theory, which we've discussed on this show mm-hmm. before? Basically, the principle behind that is if you take care of the small stuff, the big stuff takes care of itself. New York City instituted this theory way back when, where in the past they wouldn't bust somebody, for example, jumping the rail at the, at the, uh, at the subway station. Mm-hmm. and that, Then they started chasing them, and guess what they found out? eighty percent of the people they caught doing small crimes were also wanted for large crimes and it solved both problems at once mm-hmm. and, and also if you take care of the small crimes i think you're sending a message that it's not tolerable on any level and the message gets very much more clear at the small level than at the large because people think that okay, I stole the guy's ashtray or I stole a pack of cigarettes or I took something home from the office Mm -hmm. they think it it doesn't hurt the person because they look at it as a small item relative to the wealth of the
0: person it's only, right? Right. it's only this, it's only that
2: now, now, on the other hand, if you stole a very poor person's only whatever radio, that would be considered a larger crime in our minds mm-hmm. because we know that person only has that one object. Um, I don't think that the law should be treating either any differently. I think we've got to treat uh, all capital crimes, capital means person and property, as the most serious crimes in uh, in our nation. And But the, again, I come back to this thing. You know, some people think that when... Because we're allowing a lot of people to get away with uh, small crimes like it drives up insurance rates and stuff. Yes, that has an indirect effect, but that's not the reason the rates are going up. The rates are going up because insurance companies don't have the freedom in the marketplace to control those rates and to control their liabilities and to allow people to make more individual deals the government sets all the terms of that um, personally I think a big big thing that would solve both car insurance and all home insurance is to make no, no insurance uh, insurance mandatory make sure it's all private and voluntary mm-hmm. there are US states that do that and crime rates are down insurance rates are down uh, it's just amazing it's how, something does more that, well, investigating. how
0: would that impact the, the crime rates negatively Because then insurance companies might take the
2: time to go after the small guy, knowing that in the long run it's going to pay off for them, and that their customers want that service. Mm -hmm. Right now, I can't go to an insurance company saying, I want this service, and I'll pay a little extra for it now, knowing that I'll pay less later. Oh, no, the government's going to say, no, we've got to protect you, sir, Mr. Metz. We don't want you paying that big premium. We want you paying a cheap premium so you'll vote for us. Right? And so I don't get the service. I get something a lot less. They let the crime go, and the whole, pro- the whole problem is th- becomes the reverse of the broken window theory. It becomes a big snowball going down a hill.
0: Let's well, break a window. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are out of time, I hesitate to say. I'm sorry to say. Robert, thank you for coming. Thank you, today. Jim.